If I had seen the sunset the day that Jesus died or felt the glow of the sunrise when the tomb was open wide would I have known you or could I have seen that you just a man you were Lord and King now I know you now I can see that you the man oh you are Lord to me Jesus Jesus Lord to me Jesus, Jesus. 
You're the master, Savior, Prince of Peace, the ruler of my heart today. Jesus, Lord, to me, oh, Jesus, Lord, to me. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Can you all hear me? The sound guys will still be doing some tests while I'm busy, so I want you to double check. I almost think I hear sound from your left speaker. Glory to God. Are you all blessed to be here? It's a wonderful day to have church. Yes, it is the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And because he rose from the dead, he defeated death. And that makes him different to any other great leader that ever came to this earth. Amen. Not anybody can conquer death. Sometimes people, they uh, pretend that the dead has risen. But then the man was not really dead. We saw a man rise from the coffin in, on TV, but they said the man was not really dead. Afterwards, he was paid a lot of money for that stint or stunt that he did. But our Jesus is really risen from the dead. Amen. And today is a special day that we celebrate it. But unlike... Um, maybe some traditions, we don't just make one day special. We always talk about his death and his resurrection. Glory to God. That's why Jesus wanted us to um, continue to have the breaking of bread to remind us all the time. So you're all welcome. And after, this, after the preaching of the word, we'll have some other uh, 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 things on the program, some surprises for you. So um, that will happen just after, but I wanted to preach first so that we are not disturbed. We might have some distractions by other people also having open ears, but you will bear with me, will you? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We must all reach out in many places. We can only do as much, but the Lord needs more churches all over to do his work. Hallelujah. And we're all one body just doing different things in different places. Glory to God. Now, today I'm preaching a message um, 
called Christ has risen or Christ is risen and we are forgiven. Amen. Christ is risen and we are forgiven. Glory to God. Glory to God. Turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. People of Israel, Peter is speaking after the Holy Spirit came on the disciples in the upper room. Jesus has now, in the, in the text that I'm reading to you today, Jesus has risen from the dead. He appeared to many people. And he spoke also to many people. Hallelujah. And uh, then he descended, he ascended to heaven on the Mount of Olives. And the Bible says the disciples saw him and uh, an angel said they should not be sad because just like he's going up, he's coming down again. Glory to God. So in Christianity, we believe that Jesus will return. He's coming back again just like you saw it. The disciples saw him ascend. He's also going to come back for them that belong to him. Will you be with those that go with the Lord when he comes back again? Hallelujah. There'll be a rapture of the church where we will all just be gone. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Be careful if you are sitting in a car and the driver is a believer. Because when he's gone, I don't know what's going to happen to the car if you stay behind. You must pray hard if the aeroplane pilot is a believer. Because if he's gone and his assistant is gone, then I think you are also gone. <laughs> but he said he's coming back again. Hallelujah. He's coming back again. He went away, but not to stay. He is coming back again. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Are you looking forward to that day? Life is too full of problems. We await the day that the Son of God will come to govern this earth. Amen. And then he told the disciples, wait in the upper room until the Holy Spirit comes on you. And they went and waited there. And on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came and fell on the disciples. And then the people in the surrounding region thought they were drunk because they were speaking in tongues. Uh, I think they were also slain in the spirit, you know, like a drunk man is slain sometimes. And then Peter stood up and spoke a few words. And these are the words I'm also reading to you. After he spoke to them, he said, these people are not drunk like you think, but the prophet Joel prophesied that the Holy Spirit will fall on all flesh. And after he said those words, I read to you now what he also said to them. Amen. He was now preaching to them. He said, people of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders and signs through him as you well know. Because these were the people that were alive when Jesus was there. 
He says, but God knew in verse 23 what would happen and he pre, his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed with the help of the lawless Gentiles. Then he's preaching to them and he says to them, you, you nailed him to the cross and you killed him. So the crowd that's listening to him is telling them, you were the people that killed Jesus. Are you all listening to what I'm saying? But he said in verse 24, but God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life. For death could not keep him in its grip. Glory to God. He's explaining to them that God raised him from the horrors of death. And raised him back to life. For death could not keep him in his grip. Hallelujah. Then verse 32. I jump a few verses and I say verse 32. God raised Jesus from the dead. And we are all witnesses of this. This is in Acts chapter 2 verse 32. Peter is preaching and say that God raised Jesus from the dead. And that's why we are sitting here this morning because our Lord is a risen Lord. Hallelujah. We are witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us just as you see and hear today. Then verse 37, I jump another few verses. Then he said, Peter's words pierced their hearts. As they were preaching, the words, as Peter was preaching, his words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what must we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Verse 39, he said, the promise is to you. The same people whom he preached to and said, you who killed the Lord Jesus, the promise of the Holy Spirit is to you. Are you listening to me? I'm saying the same crowd that he said, it was you who killed Jesus Christ. But now a promise is made to you that you will receive the Holy Spirit. Hmm, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. He says the promise is to you, not only to you, also to your children. Glory to God. And all who have been called by the Lord our God. Verse 40 says, and Peter continued preaching for a long time. For a long time. Urging all to listen. Mm. He said, save yourself from this crooked generation. And listen to this verse 41. Those who believed with what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. After preachers preaching, 3,000 people gave their lives to the Lord and started to become Christians 
and follow Jesus. That is the reading of the word of God. Let us just bow our heads and let me pray. Dear Lord in heaven, I ask for your grace and your mercy. I ask for your presence strong here today, Lord, that as I preach this word, it will fall into the hearts of men and women as, good, as a seed falling on good soil. I pray for the transformation of our lives, of our hearts, that we will be transformed into the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray that your power will be present here and I take every wandering thought captive now in the name of Jesus and I rebuke every hindering spirit. I pray that the people will receive the blessings of the ministry of the word in Jesus' name. Amen. My message is called Christ has risen and you are forgiven. Wow. Oh, let's say Christ is risen and I am forgiven. Let's make it personal. Amen. Who has risen? Who is forgiven? You are forgiven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, when you preach on Easter Sunday, there are many, or what we call Resurrection Sunday, there are many truths that we can glean from the Word of God. We can talk about the power of God over death. Because God has power over death. God decides who lives and who dies. It's the Lord that giveth and the Lord that taketh away. Hallelujah. Yeah, death has no more power because Jesus conquered death. Where is the victory of death and where is the sting of death? The Lord will decide. That's why when you are about to die, you can ask the Lord for postponement of your death. I don't know if you know that. You can ask for mercy and it might add a few more years to your life. Amen. I said to my wife just recently, I said, I don't know why some people want to be alive because all they do with their lives, they grow up, they go to school, they learn to find a job. With that job, they, they pay for their children to learn to go to school. And when their children grow up, they also find a job to learn to go to school, to give to their children to learn to go to school. But they have done nothing for God, nothing substantial, that when they enter into eternity, what can they talk to God about? The house they made, the, the children they sent to university. What did you do with your life? I, I asked my wife, I was just thinking aloud. I thank God that I decided to leave my vocation and come here and work for God so that all of you, when you enter heaven one day, God will say, do you remember your pastor, Pastor Chris? He won't ask you about your GTI Golf at all. He's not interested in your house, in your accomplishments on earth, how much money you earn to give to your children to go to school so that they can work to give to their children to go to school. May you all take note of the fact that your life, your extended life year is to do something for the Lord. To have meaning for God. Don't love the world. Know the things of the world. If any man loves the world, the love of God is not in him. Are you listening? Back to my message. Christ is risen and I am forgiven. Hallelujah. So the Easter message can talk about God's power over death. 
You can also talk about we will live again when we die. Amen? Christ has made the way for us to be alive again. And even if we die on earth, we will see one another again one day. We're on mood. We're on mood. Salos Jesus. We're on mood. Glory to God. But ladies and gentlemen, just for today's short sermon, one of the greatest lessons in the resurrection message is that when Jesus returned after his death, he forgave all them that crucified him, that harmed him, that whipped him, that mocked him. He came and he forgave them all and he even offered them uh, something so great. He said, if Peter said, if you repent, yes, and you believe and you are saved, God will make you an heir of his kingdom. Hallelujah. If he's the king, then you become a prince. If he's the king, then you are a princess lady. He came back and unlike we see in the movies, he didn't come back to revenge. He came back and he forgave all those who harmed him. And he promises them, the promises to you and to your children. Hallelujah. The promise of the Holy Spirit. The promise of a new life. The promise of prosperity. The promise of blessings and glory and riches and honor. He came to promise to the people who killed him. So the story of the resurrection is also a great story of forgiveness. Are you listening to me? If you watch any movie on TV or in the cinema or wherever you are, most movies are about revenge. True or not true? When I was a young boy, I used to like karate movies or Rambo movies or westerns. I still do. Amen? Most of these movies, the theme is that the person gets beaten up when he's young. You know that? Look like Rambo. Did you see Rambo? Rambo was unfairly treated. Then he was left. But one or two, I can't remember, he was sent to go and fetch prisoners in a, in a war zone, Vietnam. Then when he saw the prisoners, they were supposed to fetch him with a helicopter, and they did not. They left him there to die. Hey! But after they left him, he decided to find a way out of, the, out of this forest. And he came to revenge them. Those who did him harm. And we got excited because we wanted him to kill them all. And to kill them slowly. Because of the torture they made to him. One guy put him on a electrocution bed. And they shot him with waves. Hey! And the general, the, 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 the Russian general said, you are very strong. The strongest I had by far. <laughs> My karate movies is even better. They normally kill the father or the master of the young boy. Hey! And then the young boy grows up and he learns Kung Fu. Snake, eagle and dragon's claw. 
I feel sorry for the children today who never watch movies. They just play on their cell phones. You have no imagination and you have no heart. That's why you can't fight and be a man. The movies I watch is the young boy is beaten and he's weak. But then when he learns Kung Fu, hey, say his master was killed with a snake style. You see two snake bites, but it came from the fingers. <laughs> but then he sees a cat killing a snake when he was working in the kitchen. And he realized the cat claw is stronger than the snake strike. I'm talking about revenge. And then he grows up and then he fights the master. Or the one who killed his master. And when the one is slowly, the one is hitting him with snake, suddenly you hear, Aah! And the good thing about the Chinese is, they don't fight like we, they stop in between the fight. And the one asks the other one, what style is that? <laughs> I've never seen that style before. He said, it's cat claw. Ah! And then he lands here and then he's dead. The movie is over. And we feel good. Revenge has taken place. Clap for Jackie Chan. Think about it. Most movies, whether it's a lady or a man, it's always, they are badly treated. When they come back, they come to revenge. Is it true? But Jesus Christ, wow. Unlike these people, he was badly treated. He was bruised. He was killed. He was murdered. But he came back with a heart of forgiveness. Glory to God. And this morning I want to show you seven types of people that Jesus forgave, meaning there are also seven types of people in your life that you must forgive. Are you ready to learn about the people you must forgive? And I will tell you, if you receive my message, your life will be changed from this day forward. Glory to God. God places a huge emphasis on forgiveness in the word of God. At one stage, he said, if you don't forgive, then God will not forgive you. A lot of the problems we have in this community and in all, most communities is the inability to forgive, which causes what we call a root of bitterness in your life. And sometimes it has prevented you from going to the places God really wanted you to go. Going to the places spiritually, going to the places physically, going to the places materially, because a root of bitterness has grown in you because you could not forgive those who have hurt you. Hallelujah. Who's the first person you must forgive? The first person you must forgive is you must forgive God. Are you writing? Those that are, you will learn much. You must forgive God. Not that God did anything wrong because God cannot do any wrong. God cannot sin. Are you with me? But we often carry a grudge against God. Are you listening to me? 
You remember when Jesus was on the cross, he, he shouted these words. He said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? They are beating me. They are stabbing me. They are putting crown of thorns in my head. But you have left me. But we all know it was the will of God for him to die. Jesus gave his life voluntarily. He was not forced. He could have escaped. He could have called thousands of angels, but he gave his life. But yet in that moment, he asked his father, why did you forsake me? Yeah. You must forgive God. Your father corrects you and you bear a grudge. Many people that have been corrected by God, they also bear a grudge against God. And you have experiences in this life, we all do, where we feel that God has not helped us. My wife was sick, my wife was dying, my child was sick, my child was dying, and God allowed the child to die. So deep down inside, you bear a grudge against God. Because you don't understand the ways of God. The Bible says, His ways are not your ways. His ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. But yet, in your pain, like Jesus, you shout, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why did my mother leave me? My father just disbanded me and left me. You blame God. Today I want to tell you the first person you must forgive. You must forgive God. Hallelujah. Yes. Because when Jesus returned, he came back again and he spoke of his father. Hallelujah. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's house are many mansions. Hallelujah. So whatever wrong has happened to you, don't blame God. Forgive God. Just recently, one of our family members lost his wife. And I could see he had so many questions in his heart and in his mind. And he wanted to know, why did God not save her? Why did God not come through to her? And I prayed in my heart that he must not keep a grudge against God. Are you listening? Many times God's uh, dealings with us is correction. Are you listening? I heard about a pastor who used to drive very fast. And one day he was going to do a crusade somewhere. And as he was driving, he had an accident on the road and the car somersaulted into the bush and he almost died but God saved his life but at the time he was angry with God and he told God I'm not going to a disco I'm not going to fornicate I'm going to do your work why did you let this accident happen and these are the questions many times we don't understand we ask who come in here did not with us and the Lord spoke to him one day he said he went on with his ministry and his life but God spoke to him and said you have a grudge against me 
And that thing will hold you back from growing in the ministry. And then he had to release it. He said every time he drives for crusades now, he drives very slow. Because he realized, no matter what you do, even if you're doing work for God, like I'm preaching for God now, I'm very conscious I can die today or tomorrow. Because who knows the ways of God? Who knows the mind of God? Have you heard of pastors who died in Corona? My friend, Pastor Heinz just died. He was busy. He put up a steel structure like this. He was just doing the foundation. And they were just about to put up the steel. And then he died. But that death also told me, don't think because you're putting up a steel structure, God is going to let you live till it's finished. Heinz died. You can also die. Don't hold the grudge against God. God knows things you didn't know. Hallelujah. Forgive God. Don't blame God for your condition. Maybe your mother left you. Maybe somebody in your life just abandoned you. I tell you this morning, don't blame God. Be like Jesus. Grow up into the image of Jesus. Although he thought at one stage his father forsook him. He came back and he completely spoke about his father again in a good way. Hallelujah. Number two, people you must forgive. You must forgive the Peter in your life. You must forgive who? Peter. Say Peter. Jesus forgave Peter. What did Peter do? Peter denied the Lord. Three times until the rooster crowed. If you go with me to Israel, I'll show you a huge statue at the house of Cleophas where you see uh, the Roman soldiers and a, and a crow. They made a big statue to remind us of Peter who denied the Lord. And he warmed his hands at the fire where a little girl asked him, Are you not one of them? He abandoned Jesus. So he said, Pastor, who's my Peter? Your Peter is the closest person that you trust. In many cases, it can be your wife. In many cases, it can be your husband. Peter saw the miracles of Jesus. He saw the healing power of Jesus. He was with Jesus for three and a half years. But when they asked him, are you with him? He said, me? I don't know him. I don't know him. Jesus could come back after uh, the resurrection and say, Peter, take me no When the people asked if you know me, you, you denied me, you didn't stand with me. I said, you crazy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you, the Peter in your life is the closest person to you. That will break your trust. Are you hearing me? But the Bible says when Jesus appeared after the resurrection, Peter was catching fish. How many of you know? And then there was a man standing on the seashore. And he showed to them, come here. And then uh, he asked them, have you caught anything? They said, nothing. He said, throw your net on the other side. And when they did, they caught many fish. And then Peter turned and said to them, that is the Lord. 
Then he said, come, 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 Peter. And then when Peter got off the boat, Jesus was buying fish for Peter. Wow. Can you buy a fish? Can you buy fish for the person that hurt you the most? Hey! Then he asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Peter said, Lord, I love you. He said, feed my sheep. He asked him again, Peter, do you really love me? He didn't revenge Peter like you would have revenged your closest friend. Are you hearing me? He forgave. Christ is risen and I am forgiven. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And he made Peter the head of the church before he left. Remember at one stage he said to Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. Now he didn't come back and said, because you denied me, I demote you. He kept him as the head of the church. That is true forgiveness. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. He did not demote Peter. He left him as the head of the church with all his faults and all his failures. Hey! Has your wife offended you, brother? How many brothers can say their wives offend them many times? The brothers are so afraid of their wives, they won't even put up their right hand. Because even now they will be in danger when they get home. Mercy! But it is true that marriage is full of offense. Are you listening to me, ladies? I say marriage is full of offense. If, you, if there's no forgiveness, no marriage is going to last. Many times I realize couples who divorce, they just had to humble themselves and forgive one another. Then it would have been over. But it's so hard. Ladies, can I ask you if the men are afraid? Do your men offend you many times? Put up your hand. I know you're not afraid because you, many of you are the bosses in your homes. Amen. The husband is, uh, does not do what you think he must do. Hey! He just sits there with the remote and watch TV. Hey, the mother must become like the man in the house also. Sometimes it's not her fault. It's because the husband is so lazy. Is it true, mama? The husband doesn't even say he loves you. He's not even romantic. Hey, shh. The one her wife said to the husband, you never say you love me. He said to her, I told you I love you in 1973 when I stood by the altar. If I change my mind, you will be the first one to know. Hey! She said, no, I want someone to come sometimes and bring me a flower and say you love me. If there's a place of hurt, it's the place of Peter. Where close people hurt one another. Is it true or not true? You must learn to forgive the Peter in your life. Amen. Christ is risen and I am forgiven. Pastor, my husband does not open the door for me anymore. Forgive him. Pastor, my husband never makes me a cup of tea. Just forgive him. Will you ladies? I said, will you ladies? Will you forgive the Peter in your life? The closest trusted friend who deserted you and who betrayed you. Hallelujah. Number three, do you want to learn more people that you must forgive? It's not easy, but we must forgive for the sake of the cross. Christ forgave us. He forgave Peter. 
if you gave God. And number three, the people who deserted you. It was not only Peter that uh, betrayed the Lord. All the other 12, the, the 11, they ran away. It was only John, the young boy, the teenager. John who wrote the gospel of John. He was the teenager. He stood by the cross when Jesus said to him, take care of my mother. But the others, Bartholomew, Andrew, they were all gone. They deserted the Lord. Are you listening to me? They deserted the Lord. Yes, other disciples, they ran away. Many times it is people you do a lot for. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about, but when you are a pastor like me, you do a lot for many people over the years. Even as you sit here today, you're not the only people that ever sat on these chairs. There were so many people before you, but they have deserted me. And if you're in the ministry, you will have people that will desert you. It's like you do so much for them, but they forget easily and they run away. They run away when the danger comes, when the difficulty comes. But the Lord is saying to us this morning, if somebody deserted you, you must forgive the people. Amen. Some know, don't just run away. They turn against you. Ah, the same people who you helped, the same people who you made other people to take note of them, they just don't run away. They even turn back and they say bad things about you. That's the ministry. That's why we often teach loyalty and disloyalty to help you from the deception of the devil. Ah, maybe in your heart you say, now, I can't say bad about pastor. Just wait, let the devil get hold of you. Then you say, the man that was at first, first my helper, I will just leave, desert him. We had a certain sister in this church. When I was preaching on loyalty and disloyalty, she, when we asked her, what did you learn? She, she said, she learned the term, you must not abandon the man of God suddenly. And every time I saw her, I used to tease her and say, don't abandon me suddenly. She stayed for a while, but after, after a while, she abandoned me suddenly. This morning, I was, I was thinking, uh, somebody invited me to speak at a conference. It's coming, a conference is coming in April. And I thought, what do I say to people? What do I say to people? Because in my heart, I, 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 I would really just love to, to empower believers to identify when the devil is coming. Are you with me? Because oftentimes, conflict and things happen, but you don't know it's the enemy. That's why you see most of my conferences is identifying and unmasking Satan. It's at the end of your tether. When you sit in your chair with your head in your hands and you acknowledge you have become nothing. Then you say, this was the devil. The devil removed me from my pastor when I should have stayed there. But people abandon. The people who desert you, you must forgive them. They are like Absalom. Absalom is the son of David, but he acted as he never had a father. I want you to hear me clearly. Many people, they, when they desert you, they act as if they never had a father, spiritual father. Are you hearing me? Yes. All humility is gone. 
and they run away and they turn back and they say bad things. Pastors. Number four, number four, let's close the service. Let's close. Number four. Who must you forgive? The common people. Jesus hung on the cross. He was deserted. It was the common people who shouted, crucify him. The Bible says the people passed by while he was hanging on the cross and they asked him the question, you saved so many people, why don't you save yourself? The common people. Hey. The thief on the cross was just another common person hanging next to Jesus. Even he said, you saved so many, why don't you take yourself from the cross? Do you remember the words the thief said to Jesus? Now, who's the thief in your life? You also have common people in your life. You also have thieves in your life. There's a thief in everybody's life. You must forgive people who steal from you. How many of you can honestly say that you have encountered somebody who took something from you? Put up your hands if it's true. I'm talking to you. You never encountered a thief in your life before? Nobody ever stole something from you before? Never? Mercy. But there are thieves. They are common people in our lives. We must forgive. Sometimes people who work for you, they take things. Like you take things from your work. You're also a common thief, isn't it? Common people. Some people who clean your house. You know, we were always looking for people to clean our house, but the problem is you, you very seldom find the honest person. Goed raak altijd weg. Die suiker raak minder. Die broodsnijkies is minder. But you can't live your life by counting the slices of bread. You can't be stingy, you see. So the sugar is gone, yes. The maid took some sugar, the maid took some milk. But they're also human beings. They also need milk and sugar to eat, to drink, to stay alive. Amen. If you become too stingy, you're counting everything. I, I'm aware even I am an employer. Me, You see me, I employ people to also work here. And I'm aware sometimes things are taken that's not supposed to be taken. But forgive. Say what? Forgive. Are you listening? People don't behave the way you expect them to behave. But we must what? Forgive. Look at you. The common people. I receive you. I forgive you. Clap for Pastor Chris. In the Old Testament it was said in the harvest field you mustn't take everything. You must leave the scraps for the poor and for the common people, the thieves. Amen. Will you forgive the people? I ask you, will you forgive the people? Number five, you must forgive the wicked soldiers in your life. The soldiers brutally killed or put him on the cross, but you must forgive every wicked soldier in your life. Many times there'll be a wicked person in your life. Like an unreasonable person. Sometimes it's an auntie that your mother left you with to stay there, but she treated you very badly. 
Wicked people are people who, who will make decisions that can affect your life in a great way. Like they can help you, but they don't help you. Are you with me? They just has to, it's, it's a supervisor at your work, must just sign a form for you to get promotion, but he don't want to sign a form. He has the power to help you, but he prefers not to do it. That is a wicked person. Are you listening? Do you understand what I'm saying? You, if you never yet met them, you will meet them in your life. Wicked people. Brothers, they can't let me but they will let me break it you see, brother. Brother Wicked nar. Many women who don't marry and get old. Ooh, Allah Terrible. Is it true? They can help, but they don't help. Ladies, you also have wicked people in your life. They tweaken us by the man. I told, 10 years ago he said he's going to marry you. It's now 15 years later. He still didn't marry you. He promised you, but he didn't. He's no one done in by you. Then he's weg for a paar. Come weer terug as weer weg. He's a wicked person. You must forgive. Say forgive. Say forgive. Yes, and when you forgive, you see... Light comes into your life. Are you with me? Peace comes into your life. Harmony comes into your life. That's why I say many of us don't move forward because somebody hurt you and you have unforgiveness in your life. But Jesus Christ, when he rose from the dead, he forgave all those who harmed him, including Peter, including the common people, including the wicked Roman soldiers. He didn't come to revenge. Can you imagine... If Jesus conquered death, then no man could kill him after he rose from the dead. Isn't it, isn't it true? He had all the power to attack those who hurt him. But he didn't come for that. He came to forgive. Because they couldn't kill him again. He already, he already defeated death. Not a sword, not a spear, not a gun. Nothing could kill him. But he had the power. He used it to forgive the people. Glory to God. The wicked Roman soldiers. You will find a wicked Roman soldier in your life. But you must forgive. And the new light will start to shine out of you. How do I know the light will shine? There was a lady caught in adultery who was brought to Jesus. Then he said to them, if you have the first stone, throw it. Nobody threw the stone. Do you remember? And then the woman walked away. And when, as she was walking away, he turned to the people. And he said to them, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A light is going to shine in you when you start to forgive people. Glory to God. A light will shine because it was in the, uh, the process of the woman caught in adultery when he made them know. She, I, I said, woman, I don't condemn I forgive you. I don't condemn you. Go, 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 go. Hallelujah. I am the light of the world. May a great light shine in your heart from this day forward as you start to forgive all those who did you harm. Don't revenge people. Just forgive them and you will start to make great strides forward in life. Glory to God. Don't have bitterness in you. Amen. Number six, I'm almost finished. The last, start playing the music nicely, my guys. Number six, those who mock you. How many of you know that there were people who mocked Jesus, 
when he was hanging on the cross. When you begin your life and your ministry, there will be many mockers. Oh, I can tell you this thing. People, even you young men that's starting in the ministry, don't think everybody's going to pat you on the back. Most people will mock you and say bad things about you. Yes, I started like that. Who is he? He's just a good administrator, they said of me. He's just a good manager, but he can't have church. Look, look, here's the church in front of you today. My branches is now bigger than many of those people's churches who mocked me those years ago. The Bible, not the Bible, the, 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 the proverb, the English proverb says, he who laughs last is going to love the best. Zij verstaan het dat ik het een Afrikaan zeg. Zij weer die laatste lach. nog lekkerste. Is het wat? Those who mock you. Hey. When you're beginning, there will be many mockers. Now the colored people, forgive me for a minute, my other nations. Yeah, this is an international church. But there's many colored people. I like to speak to them. Van alles guymakers. They're the biggest guymakers. They even change your name depending on something that's not right on your head or on your face. If your ears are too big, they call you Ura. If your head is just a little bit different, they call you Copper. Is it true? And sometimes you see this, this mocking can stay with you forever. You broad fitting nose, they say. Uh, then you ask, you're talking to somebody, then they say, Van wie praat jy? Hy oom met die groot nies, man. They say. Now that mockery, you know, listen, it's like a dagger. Believe me, it's like a dagger. It can, it can, it can destroy the young person's psyche for the rest of his life. And he will, or she will always have an inferior complex because of ears or nose or whatever. Muni prat van arni uyara. Oh Jesus! The kalat means swara. La brang strike is this ito my arachlata kray. Is it wa? Mockers will mock you, but you must forgive them. God made you in His image. There's nothing wrong with you. Are you listening? God wanted you to have those ears, that nose, that eyes, that mouth. There's nothing wrong with you. Forgive the mockers. They will be mockers. People who mocked my ministry, my anointing, my gifting. Yes, a prophet is never without honor, but in his own country, they will never accept him. Amongst his own kindred, they will not accept him. Don't think it's strange. Walk with a heart of forgiveness. Yeah. Those who mock me, they, they can come. I will gladly take them for a tour here. I'll even give them Pepsi Cola. Not Coke. Pepsi is alright for them. But I, it's no use. I have it against and hate them and hate them. No, a light will never shine from me. My heart will never be free if I have hate the people who mocked me. People never thought that God can do something with my life. But I stand here today because here I stand. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. And the last person you will also encounter in your life that you must forgive is the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the pastors. They were instrumental in crucifying Jesus on the cross. You must forgive the pastors. I'm talking to you. Look at me. I'm sure many times I've said something that I've hurt you. Because I'm not God. I'm Pastor Chris Ross. I also have mistakes and failures. Maybe sometimes I preached too long, you got angry. Maybe sometimes I preached too short and you didn't like that. Maybe my joke, choke. But Jesus forgave the Pharisees. He forgave the religious leaders. You must also forgive the pastor that hurt you. Maybe you're sitting here, you come from another church because the pastor did you wrong. You must forgive that pastor in your heart. Otherwise, a light will never shine from you. You will always carry a heavy burden and a root of bitterness has grown in you. I ask you about your church. You say, hey, pastor. Look, life is full of hurts. Life is full of offenses. People will hurt you, but you must ask God to give you the ability, the power to be like Jesus and say, I for Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is the message on this Easter Sunday for you today. While Jesus was on the cross, he forgave all those who hurt him. And when he came back, he did not come back with the revenge in his heart. He came back to love. And to forgive. And you will grow up to be a great person. That will accomplish much for God. Hallelujah. Forgive all. Forgive your wives. Wives forgive your husbands. Say amen. Husbands forgive your wives. Children forgive your parents. If you thought they didn't treat you right. How many children feel they got hiding for nothing? My brother, my, one of my brothers, he was a wicked one. Hey. Then he used to hit my, my baby brother. We many children, seven children. So the big one hit the small one. Then when the small one goes to cry, then he says, daddy for my worry. Hy gaan my nou slaan. Maar is nou onnodig dat daddy my gaan slaan. It's unnecessary that my father's going to hit me because you are now going to, every time you cry, then I get the hiding. So say, come so my let you ordinary slan. So as I my pakre, I will take a cry that I'm now for it. You don't understand what I'm saying. Say, come so my little boy, now come here, let you ordinary slan. Then I'll tell you, man, I'll just let my mother pack for You know, we pastors are not the perfect people, so we also enter heaven, not because we're perfect, but because Christ forgave us also. And he shed his blood for us. If you don't forgive, I can't hear my musicians, I can't hear them. If you don't forgive, God will not forgive you. This is what the word of the Lord says. But let's forgive and let forgiveness flow from your heart to all the people. May you be healed today and may you be free.
from the things that bind you. Demons enter into your life if you have unforgiveness. You must release people from your heart and the new light will begin to shine. Maybe they said you won't make it in life. Pastor is prophesying you are going to make it in life. But you must let go of those bad things and the things people said about you. Amen. Even when you see them again, you must love them. Amen. If you see them in the street again, you must love them. Glory to God. Let us all forgive. What was the first person you must forgive? You must forgive God. Number two, you must forgive the Peter in your life. Isn't it? Peter is the closest one to you. You must forgive that person. Are you going to go back and forgive? If your husband is here, turn to him and say, I forgive you. Yes. If your wife is here, turn and say, I forgive you. Oh, you don't have husbands and wives. If, you, if your wife is not here, take out your phone and send the text quickly. Say, I forgive you. Obey the instruction I give you today. It's a, it's a prophetic instruction. Say, dear, dear, dear husband, I'm in church now and the pastor said, I must forgive you. So I forgive you. Hey! Who's, the, who's the third person you must forgive? Those who deserted you. I don't know how, how, how you have, but for us in the ministry, this is a common thing. People, they deserve, I tell you. You see, my leaders here today, it's not the only leaders I had. I had many leaders, they just deserted me. Number four, what was that? The common people, the thieves in your life. Forgive them. Amen. The thieves in your life. There was a young man who came to my house asking for a job. I gave him a job. He just worked two hours and then I told him I must pay him because I must go away. I can't come back. I can't wait till he's finished. And I gave him the money. When I came back, he just left. He didn't, he didn't do the work I asked him. Two months later, he came asking again for work. Can you believe it? He said, say, you him. So it must be clear but I am a choppy man. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, No, man, forgive him. Let him work again. You see, I'm talking jokingly, but it's very deep. If you, if you keep things against people, you will never be free. Say it must be He's a common thief. I He's a carol. Scarlar! Give them. When they knock on the door, sometimes I hear my family say, As is Shalom, means I want to come to the house. As is what they want to say, As is Shalom, but I'm going to eat it, I want to eat it for you. Forgive them. Give to them. Are you learning? What was the first one? Wicked soldiers. Hey! There'll be wicked people in your life that will withhold something. They can give you, but they don't give it. Yeah. Wicked people. And it can change your whole life. Maybe you had to, uh, you had to, uh, uh, you get something from your, your mother's death or your father's death, but your sister or your brother, they did something bad. Forgive them. God is going to lift you up. God is going to give you things that you should have got. Don't hold it against people. Don't hold it against them. And what was number six? Hey! 
Have you, do anybody have mockers who said they won't make it? Is there anybody that had mockers? Is it only me? I feel so alone this Easter. I remember one day talking about, talking in a casual conversation about anointing. And the one lady pulled her nose. She said, you anointed? <laughs> that lady lost her husband. She lost her home. She lost her job. She lost everything. She mocked me. I'll never forget it. But when I see her, I feel sorry for her. I forgive her. And the last one. The religious leaders. You must forgive us, the religious leaders. You forgive me? You forgive me for shouting at you? You see, look, if you can't take rebukes, you won't go fine like. Sometimes the rebuke is not the right thing. But just forgive. Don't hold grudges. And God is going to bless you all. Clap for Jesus. <laughs> Bow your heads for a minute quickly. Today you've come here and somebody invited you. But pastor, I want to ask you a very important question. Are you saved? Are you born again? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If you say, Pastor, I, I'm not living right. Maybe there's somebody that has harmed me in my heart. I want to start living for Jesus. Can you pray for me? I want to be a Christian. I want to live right with God. If there's somebody like that, put up your right hand. I want to pray for you. If there's somebody that carries a lot of bitterness in your heart, Maybe some people hurt you and it has caused you to have the situation you are in. You must also come for prayer that God can forgive you. Everybody stand to their feet. Everybody stand. Virgil, I want you on stage. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. I want you. Today is a day. It's not just the Easter. We come to church ritually. God wants to do something in your life from this day forward. As I preach to you this message, I also remind myself, Chris, you must forgive the people that mock you, that disbanded you, that ran away from you. Forgive. If you don't forgive, God will not forgive you. That's why he said when you pray the Our Father, say forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Jesus did not come back to revenge. He came back to forgive. Maybe your situation you are in is because of somebody who did something to you. This morning, God is calling you to come and ask Him to help you and heal your heart so that you can forgive the people. If that is you, I want you to take a step out of your seat and just come stand on the blue mat. I'm going to pray for you. The anointing is very strong and the Lord will touch you. If you want the Lord to be the Lord of your life, come, come stand here. God will bless you. I need you. I need you. Come forward. God is going to touch you. Lord, have mercy now on me. Yes, have mercy on me, Lord. Come forward. Forgive me. Oh, Lord, forgive oh, me. Oh, Lord, forgive me. And I will be clean. Yes, drums.
now on me Forgive me, Lord Forgive me Oh, Lord, forgive me I want you to say the words of the song as he sings it As he sings it, I want you also to mean it with your heart If you stand in front, lift your two hands and say Lord, have mercy on me Sing it Oh, Lord, have mercy now on me this prayer after me say dear Lord I heard you speak to me today I forgive all those that have harmed me give all those that has harmed me please help me please help me shine a light in my my life shine a light in my life to be free to be free from all those that did me wrong from all those that did me wrong I want to be like Jesus I want to be like Jesus who came back and forgave all who came back and forgave all that did him wrong that did him wrong I forgive them today I forgive them today Now I ask you Lord Now I ask you Lord Please forgive me Please forgive of me. my sins of my sins Wash me Wash me with your blood with your blood Peter said Peter said If we repent if we repent God will receive us God will receive as his own children as his own children and give us a precious gift and give us a precious gift the gift of the holy spirit the gift of the holy spirit for us for us and our children and our children we ask now for the gift we ask now for the gift of the holy spirit of the holy spirit to make us strong to make us strong to be a christian Christian. Please write our names. Please write our in names. the book of life. In the book of life. Wash us with the blood of Jesus. Wash us with the blood. We of confess Jesus. with our mouths. We confess with our mouths. We believe in our hearts. We believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead. That God raised Jesus from the and dead. And today we are washed. And today we are today washed. Today we are clean. Today we are clean. Today we are saved. Today we are saved. In Jesus name. In Jesus name.